are here for a reason. This, 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 this news just in. We are your news now. Right on radio. To Right On Radio. You are here for a reason. Right on, right on, right on. You are here for a reason, and you're here because we told you that we're going to start decoding in greater detail iPet Goat 3, which is a calm to the other side to say what is going on. Uh, Jesse is the best decoder that I know of for this type of thing. So we are going to jump into it right away. We do have a bit of a time constraint, so we're going to do this over a few different programs. So be patient with us. We're going to get through it. Jesse, should we get dive right in? Let's dive right in. All right. I am going to share the screen. Uh, actually, I'm going to do it this way. All right. So we start out with a fight scene, and I'm just going to let it play till it gets to the very next clip, and we'll go from there. All right, Jesse. So it starts off with a fight scene. They're on top of a, a Chinese type of structure. There is the uh, triangle, uh, you know, with the floating uh, top on it in the background. Uh, in the actual fight, it's DJT against. Uh, actually, last time I said George W., but I look at it, it kind of looks a little bit more like Vlad. Hmm. I'm not sure on that. I would probably go with the George W. as well. But, um, you know, I think that it also some of the things that we see are the symbology about the time and of the events and things that they're predicting. You know, we see snow on the mountaintops. We see that in the background, um, it looks like oil, kind of the black hills. Um, and you see fire in the back there. And it looks like there's fire all across a vast amount of area. And after, or we'll say out of that fire comes this black object in the air that looks ironically like a coronavirus. So um, I think that that's talking about a time frame that, you know, after all the fires and the things that they they're doing, that then they're, um, you know, going to, or we'll start to see these events between, you know, the systems going on. And you've got kind of represented with the, you know, the two men fighting and, and on top of China, you see um, the, um, there's two systems at play. Um, and, and some of this even goes to, you know, what's really happening with the system's financial um, system, uh, you know, the, 
the trust for the 13 bloodlines, the families that's been run by the 13 Chinese elders for, you know, we're talking centuries. And so, you know, you've got this building that it's got 12 windows, um, you know, which is just kind of ironic. Then you include the two men on top and then you've got 14, which we've talked about. There's really 14 bloodlines, um, you know, but then you see that pyramid on the side and, and, you know, that top area is watching these men. It, it's watching them fight for control but who really has the control, the system. And it's apart from, you know, these individuals, it's apart from the Chinese elders. And, um, you know, so that pyramid then, um, you know, things begin to come out about that. And in this next scene, where do we see it takes us? You know, it, it goes to Egyptian symbology, which, you know, a lot of people don't know the pyramids originally, you know, my, my belief, and I believe the biblical truth of pyramids is that they were the storehouses that Joseph built. He was, you know, the, um, one of the sons of Israel and he, of Jacob, and he, you know, was taken as a slave in, sold into slavery by his brothers um, when he was a young teen and then, you know, through that process, you know, he ended up getting put in jail, ends up, they find out he can interpret dreams and he ends up in the courts of Pharaoh interpreting dreams. And when he interprets the dream about the good years, the years of plenty, and then there, there'll be seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. At that point, Pharaoh raised him up as the second in command of Egypt and he built the pyramids as storehouses for grain. And that's how all those nations around there survived during those seven years of, of harsh famine. So um, I, I never heard that theory before, Jesse. That's kind of an amazing theory that uh, they were built by Joseph. Yeah. And, you know, you look at the structure of them, you know, they have what, you know, the Smithsonian will call air vents or shafts. But if you look at those and you think about grain silos, um, you know, you can see that the shafts all go down. And so it's like, why would you build air shafts like that? It would make more sense that they actually were used as, you know, as the silo filled up, they were used to add more grain into it. And, you know, the structure, the way it's built like a stair, you know, people could ascend and descend and, you know, add that grain in there. Um, so, you know, that's my personal belief on those things. Um, so, you know, for Let the system. Let me ask a question about that then, Jesse. Um, so two things. So first of all, I just want to give my interpretation. So the, the, uh, pyramid that we just saw was the one from the back of the U.S. Uh, $1 bill where it's got the all-seeing eye on top. It is my belief, it is my revelation that the bottom half represents the the old uh, dark side of the system and then the, uh, the top is the light side of the system. And I maintain we are standing in the gap right now uh, for that. But if they were used for grain and things like that, and, and, I'm, and I'm liking your, your theory on this, uh, how did they transition to tombs? 
Um, I believe that some of that was Smithsonian hype. Um, you know, I think that there were some that were used as tombs, um, but I think that came later after that initial event, after Israel um, left Egypt the second time when Moses delivered them out. I think that's when they were left with all these grain silos and, you know, they no longer were under, that Pharaoh did not care about hearing from God. Um, his heart was hardened. So I think that at that point, that's when that trans transition started. And, you know, the prophets of Baal and other gods, you know, started to use those as places of worship and took over as that and made them ritual ground versus what God had originally intended them for. Wow. You know what? I'm going to really prayerfully consider that uh, that theory. It actually kind of just it resonates uh, with with myself. So I think that's good. But look, we're just we're just putting that out. Should we go to the next scene, Jesse? Yeah. So, you know, what I wanted to get to, th though, too, is that that pyramid sometimes can represent, you know, it's on the back of our money system. Um, it can represent the riches of Egypt. So what we see is in this next scene, it goes from that pyramid and the eyes watching to, um, you know, the riches of Egypt, the, um, the God who's sitting on the golden throne. But go ahead, let's play the scene. All and there right. we have the eye of Horus. We'll just put that out there. Whoa, I probably should have stopped it halfway through that, Jesse. <laughs> the, so I like at the end that the guy, it looks like the one guy on the left, he dies. <laughs> and I like that he gets the jab after he dies. <laughs> yes. That is, uh, well, boy, that, there's some symbolism in that, but we got to be careful what we say about that. Um, but it, so it starts out with the Antichrist, the false messiah, Sitting in there, he's got the the eye of Horus behind him. It he looks like the crown. He's wearing Sitting, the crown. Yep. He gets his crown of Egypt with the eye of Horus on it, which you know could represent um, you know the all-seeing eye. It could be that you know it could represent so many things in that um, in that picture. But you see him taking his throne and. Um, you, you know, it's the throne of enlightenment. You've got the triangle with the sun rays, which often represented uh, Ra. Um, you know, then you've got the people who are worshiping him kind of standing on the sides and he rises up off the throne. And then that's when you see, um, you know, this other scene where you've got, a, you know, a dead a skeleton, but he's got a live head and he's dancing and Doing the moonwalk, right? The moonwalk, right? Which you see the red moon or the blood moon, which is, you know, very significant ritual time 
Um, what's ironic is people can do some studies. You know, this past year we had um, more blood moons than there's ever been in history. And all, I believe all of them, but I'll say, you know, the majority of them fell on Jewish holidays. That was not an accident. So you've got the red or the blood moon. Well, on another level, that also represents in the system, the red moon uh, represents Mars, which is a code name for some other underground cities. Um, so when Elon know, says he's going to go to Mars, what's he really saying? Just throwing yeah. that in. Ha ha ha. <laughs> we know where he's going. But um, so, you know, it's it's code for Mars. But then you also see another location. You see the Eiffel Tower, which represents Paris or France. So, um, you know, what happens with that tower, the the top part, which ironically looks like, you know, a, um, an obelisk or <laughs> the Washington Monument falls off, which we know is a phallic symbol. You know, so you see that male phallic symbol part fall off. You see graves on the side. You see, you know, this divide. There's a divide between the two people and what's happening. And in both parts of the divide, destruction's happening. Um, the Paris one, it happens to a building or a location. The other side, it's happening to people. So you see people who, graves that are already there with crosses on them. And then you see, you know, a person die and then they receive that jab after. Um, black often represents death in the system. Um, so you see that it's ironic that the jab is the same color as the man who dies. Wow. And listen, speaking of the, of the jab and black and, and all that, um, don't forget, you can buy right on merch, <laughs> you know, and, and, and to, to protect you from that. It's like a, a, a coat of armor that uh, that the needle cannot penetrate. <laughs> we'll need to make those shirts a little thicker, Jeff, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a promise that we're not going to stand by. But listen, just visit our right on merch store. I got to get these commercials in really quick. But. Jesse, we only have a few minutes left. Do we have time for one more scene? Yeah, let's do one more scene. All right. So this one is interesting as well. It starts with, you know, what looks like a dove of light or actually more like a dragon of light. But I'll let it, Jesse... It, it looks like a dragon and then it turns into what looks actually like not a dove, but a phoenix. So... Let's let's watch that. Right. All right. Actually, let's stop it right there. Yes. So so what's really interesting about that is we all know through the Bible story that the dove you know, was what Moses or sorry, Noah sent out after the flood when the earth was covered with water. Um, you know, he had to see if there was life that could be sustained and that the water had receded. So he's the last times, you know, he had sent out some other birds. And then the last time he sent out a dove twice, 
um, the first time, you know, the dove came back and then a few days later he sent it out again. And um, I think the first, I can't remember if it's the first or the second time, but the dove comes back with an olive branch. So that's telling him that the trees are, you know, there's freedom from the water, the trees are bearing fruit. Um, so he knows that, you know, the waters have receded. But what we see here, it's not the dove, but I do believe it's representing life. And where, you know, it specifically has the olive branch, which who does scripture tell us is the olive branch, but Jesus Christ, um, you know, that that's just what that represents. So, um, you know, this Phoenix is carrying the olive branch to this building that looks like, you know, a laboratory. I believe it's a specific place. Um, and all of a sudden now you're seeing a baby in a basket, which is representative of Moses who had been floated down the river in a, you know, a reed basket by his mother into Egypt um, into Pharaoh's house. And so you see all this symbology of that no longer is life from a man and a woman, but you have this, you know, Phoenix, which is a symbol of fire, um, you know, bringing this olive branch to a plant um, where all of a sudden now you've got this uh, Moses re-arising uh, from infancy. So almost like, you know, they've taken DNA and they're making or cloning an individual. Um, so that's where I would say that's going. So speaking of which we got to get going, but if you like this content and you want us to continue decoding this, you got to hit the like button and please subscribe to this channel because at least for the next month, we're going to be putting pretty much all of our intel over onto this channel in particular. So uh, channel two, you want to subscribe to it. We're always going to put stuff on channel one, but sometimes like the other night, uh, I had to delete the thing. And we had a lot of views on that the other night, Jesse. It was really, really good. So Jesse, thank you once again. Thank you, audience, for tuning in. We pray for you. We bless you. Uh, we appreciate you being here and spending time with us. So remember, you. love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community.